Have you woken up from a hellish nightmare in the middle of the night where nothing extraordinary happens, just a nightmare that consists of bits and blobs from the numerous pieces of abstract information you consumed all throughout the day put together in some ungodly fashion making you wake up in a sweat? Just your average night's sleep after a regular work day that involved some work, lots of social media, meetings, Netflix, and of course, lots of caffeine. Have you observed just how much the information we consume without our full awareness? Do you feel overwhelmed by the sheer amount of information consumption every single day? Does it leave you feeling saturated or energized to do more? Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode on the Own Your Everyday series in the Being Miraculous podcast. I'm your host and self-awareness coach Shweta Shivraman and in today's day, we are going to be discussing information overload in today's internet first era and how we can manage this. Have you ever noticed how our minds retain insignificant pieces of information we'd consumed and bring it up randomly? Details of where someone is vacationing the sinfully indulgent cake someone was relishing on the gram, a reminder to crush it from a fellow human showing off his gym abs on stories, an economic crisis in a Netflix show leaving wealthy families bankrupt, the tragedy of lost love from God knows where. You get the drift. Can you imagine the many consequences the so-called innocent scrolling we indulge in every time we are bored for a few minutes has on our psyche? Now, the obvious conclusion to this rant would be, let's all point fingers at technology and Mark Zuckerberg, right? No, no, that's not where we're heading. Would you believe me if I told you information overload is not a 21st century phenomena? It is a crisis our ancestors have been fighting over and over again for centuries. The term was coined by a sociologist called George Simmel forgive me if, if the pronunciation is incorrect, in the 19th century, roughly 100 years before the birth of the internet. He hypothesized that, and I quote here, overload of sensations in the modern urban world caused city dwellers to become jaded and interfered with their ability to react to new situations, unquote. The truth is, information overload became a problem even before technology. Ancient Romans complained about the abundance of books as early as 1st century AD being a problem of information overload. In the 1st century AD, Seneca, the elder, is said to have commented, the abundance of books is distraction. In 1255, Dominican Vincent, of a name I cannot pronounce, also commented on the flood of information. The multitude of books, the shortness of time and the slipperiness of memory is the cause for downfall in that century. The printing press invention in the 1400s caused another uproar because rapid adoption of printing caused an information overload. In the 1970s, there was a public uproar on the information overload because there were six, mind you, I said six, TV channels with some cities planning on as high as 42 channels. Let that sink in. There is a book by Avalyn Toffler called Future Shock around the same time that reignited the sphere of information overload. He writes, 
the dizzying disorientation brought on by the premature arrival of the future just as the body cracks under the strain of environmental overstimulation, the mind and its decision processes behave erratically when overloaded. Now, there are more and more alarmists that have been through the years, through the centuries. Of course, the numbers are laughable when compared to our hyper-connected reality today with a plethora of social media platforms and over 40 plus OTT platforms and countless TV shows. And a few decades or years later, maybe our future generations will find these numbers that we worry about laughable as we drown in more and more and more information. The thing about change is that we can all cry about it as much as we want. But the reality is we have only two options when it comes to the pace of change. We either learn to swim with the changing currents or stay put and drown, reeking of irrelevance and redundancy. Like Victor Kahn says, reject change and we'll be enslaved by it. Others will accept the worst of it and dictate to us. Accept change and we may control it. So the natural question then is, how do we manage the situation of information overload? One, make it conscious. Right now, the entire process of how we consume information is unconscious. We are bored waiting for the computer to load. We open an app. We are bored waiting for Swiggy to deliver our cheat meals. We open another app. Simply being conscious that I am going to take in information can make a tremendous difference to how we receive it. Two, recognize patterns. Not all information energizes us. Some depletes us. This is personal for each and every one of us. Some content topics or some formats or in some cases some people can drain us more than others. It's important that we recognize these patterns for ourselves. For example, I realized when I hear shrill audio that's often accompanied with reels or graphic video content, it gets me more unsettled than content in the form of text. So avoiding that actively helped me control my information consumption or my reaction to information consumption a lot better. 3. Deliberately choose the variables. We'd like to play the card of the victim as if nothing in life is in our control when in fact lots of things are. We need to deliberately choose critical variables of what, when, where and how much. What information are we consuming and from what sources are they credible? 2. When I'm consuming such information, is it when I'm bored, afraid, vulnerable or when I'm secure, safe and curious to learn? 3. Where am I consuming it? Am I in a place to receive the information well? 4. How much am I consuming? How frequently do I click the app? How much time do I spend there in general? Is it being put to use well? If not, what can I do about it? 4. Create as much as we consume. We keep taking in information, but to convert that information to knowledge, we must act on it. While we make sure to always consume more information than our peers, we don't show the same zest to assimilate and create something that puts that information to use. It could be blogs, tweets, podcasts in the public domain or connections that you create in your personal journals, but put it to use in some way or the other. 5. Pull the plug often. As much as we need to learn new information, we also need to disconnect and rest. 
deep rest allows our subconscious mind to draw connections that we would have never realized otherwise. To allow for that, we need to pull the plug often and disconnect. A simple way I do this is to turn the data off in my phone one hour before I go to bed and don't turn it on till I complete my morning routine. This usually works like a charm to process and integrate all that I've taken in the day before, just before nodding off to sleep. So there's your own your everyday tip for this week. Try and reflect on the ways innocent scrolling is affecting your psyche and be more mindful in your content consumption so that you aren't fatigued by information overload. Until we meet again, this is Shweta signing off, hoping you have a phenomenal week ahead.